On today's episode, we talk about the MTHFR gene, which is a very common mutation or clip that a lot of people have within their genetics that can affect their methylation. And we want you to understand what this looks like, how you can test for it, what to put in place to make sure that your body is methylating properly, and how it's extremely important for pregnancy. Live your life within the moment, moment, and don't go wait until the morning, morning, you never know when it is over, over, all that I know is... Happy Monday, it is June already, I don't know what happened. I already feel like the summer is going to fly by. I was thinking I this morning about the trips, the birthdays. I just feel like it's going to be August before we know it. I know. It's a really bit. So we were actually planning on doing a trip to Kalahari with our family and like the weekend didn't end up working out. Um, and my sister was asking about another weekend and I was like, I feel like almost every weekend of our summer is already booked with stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just saying that I don't, I was like, I don't want to go because I don't want to have every weekend yeah. gone. Yeah. We're looking right now. We're trying to decide what we want to do for July 4th. Marcus wants to go camping in which we will go glamping. I was like, uh, I respect Oof. people that do outdoor living. It is not for me. <laughs> I found, I want to go to the Indiana dunes, like mm. the state park. They have cabins there. Okay. So I found, um, we just have to find a weekend that's open and available. That would be fun. Yeah. The main thing that matters to him is the s'mores. Yes. Yesterday he was telling me the list that we need in terms of mommy, we need the lighter. We need the marshmallows, chocolate. (laughs) And he says, I forgot what else. My blanket. (laughs) I was like, okay, we need graham crackers. And then he tells me the order that we go in. So Mm. we have to eat our dinner. Then we get to have our marshmallows and then we have to brush our teeth. Then we go to bed. Okay. Okay. He's got it all planned out in his head. Kids are so... (laughs) Carson on the way to my parents today goes, mom, is my eye all better? And I was like, what? Cause he had pink eye like five weeks ago. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, bud. It's all, he's like, why was it sick? It's like, um, because you probably touched your butt and then you touched your <laughs> eye. I don't know what to tell you right now, Carson. Cause he woke up this morning. I go to get him from bed and he has his pajama top on and then he takes off his blanket and he's just like ass naked down the on bottom I was like, where are your pants? And he was like, I got hot and I took them off. And then he's like itching his butt. And I was like, stop itching your butt. You need to go wash your hands if you're going to do that. <laughs> so on the way home, like, I don't know, five weeks ago, he now brings it up today on the way to my parents' house. And he's like, we're all done with the drops though, right? That made it all better. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, how did the drops make it better? And I was like, well, they killed the bacteria that was in your eye. And he goes, I won't need to use them for like a hundred days, right? And I was like, Carson, hopefully you never have to use them again because pink eye sucks and I never want it in our house again. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, where is your head at? Their timelines are great. Everything is yesterday, everything. last weekend, you know, and then he'll tell me like, Marcus wanted pizza. And I'm like, no, but you already had pizza with Papa. So he's like, well, no, that was last weekend. And I'm like, no, yeah, it was yesterday. I'm like you don't <laughs> get pizza. Everything's last weekend. So, oh my goodness. Yeah, but it'll be a... A fun summer. I'm sure the weather is starting to finally get better here, so we're going to embrace it. But if you are new to the food code, I am Liz here with Becca. We are functional practitioners that own Fit Mom Lifestyle. So we help people with all things related to root cause issues. And we're going to be doing a podcast on Wednesday that I'm really excited to dive into in terms of root cause to the root cause. Um, 
So we have a team of five practitioners right now. We help people all throughout the United States, Canada, and the UK currently. And our program is healthy gut, healthy hormones, mm -hmm. and or happy gut, healthy hormones, excuse me. Uh, it's typically six months, sometimes longer for individuals, but we work with everybody in terms of personalized care because it's so bio-individual. Um, you know, we see a lot recently just with things that have unfortunately just been overlooked. Um, I know for me, I have some new clients that have come in from you know macro coaches or they've come from other practitioners or functional doctors even where the tests weren't done. Um, and I think that you can get a long way without testing, absolutely. But if someone's struggling and they're not getting to where they want to be and things are not improving, testing can be really helpful um, mm -hmm. and valid, you know? So uh, if you are listening to us, you're going to learn a lot about uh, what we do, different topics. Today, we're going to dive into the MTHFR gene mutation, which is a really big thing when it comes to our body's ability to do properly detoxify. Um, and that's a lot of what we focus on, drainage and detoxification, supporting your liver, you probably just heard a few weeks ago our podcast all about if you have liver issues or if you have weight issues, you have liver issues uh, because your liver is something that needs to be supported. So we take a whole body, whole life approach in our program and on our podcast. So you're going to hear everything from educational podcasts to motivational podcasts to interviews with various uh, people in our industry and then mindset and emotional topics that we typically do on Friday Fires because... You can do the supplements, you can do the diet. If you don't take care of the mental and emotional aspect, you don't manage your stress, you don't get rid of the shit and the people in your life that are toxic, you're really going to struggle. And so that's why, you know, we focus on all facets in our program, whole body, whole life. Yep. So if you're somebody who needs help, feel free to hit the link in the show notes. You can schedule a call with myself or Becca, one of the practitioners on our team, and we can kind of take a deep dive, you know, into your situation and see if our program is right for you and help get you to a place that is better than where you are. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So today we are talking about a specific genetic clip that can happen, which is the MTHFR gene mutation. So if you have not heard of what the MTHFR gene is, we will talk all about it today, what it affects, who it affects, and all of the deep dive into it, because it's actually really common and it can create a lot of issues for people. So the MTHFR stands for methylene tetrahydrofolate reductase. It's a mouthful, um, but it basically is arguably the most important of all genes in the body because it affects something called methylation. So methylation we've talked about before on the podcast, but it's a process that controls the expression of every other gene in the DNA. Um, and it also controls intracellular detoxification. So in turn, entire body detoxification, the immune system, the RNA synthesis, and a lot more. So methylation, we want to expand on a little bit so you really understand why the MTHFR gene is so important. Um, and at a basic level, methylation and demethylation refer to the transfer of methyl groups. <laughs> We're getting a little sciencey here, but we're going to bring it back, I promise. Um, so these are simple structures of one carbon, three hydrogen molecules, to and from various compounds in the body. So these compounds, we know of them as proteins, enzymes, hormones, basically have to be methylated in order to function optimally or to create other substances required by the body. So for proteins, enzymes, and hormones, and many more things to work, Methylation has to occur at some point in the body. And if you have a gene mutation that's affecting methylation, you're going to have a whole host of problems in a lot of different areas because 
it is necessary for those things to work mm-hmm. in an optimal place. Yeah. And so we think more than just, for example, we're going to talk about folates and folic acid. We think beyond that in terms of amino acids, neurotransmitters, this can impact your hormones, your red blood cells, your DNA, your RNA, antioxidants that in turn impact your cardiovascular system, your neurological system, your reproductive health. We're going to share some stats that are quite angering today. Uh, We're going to talk about energy production, detoxification pathways, and more. So this is something that really impacts the body systemically. Mm -hmm. And so you may know, hey, I already know I have the MTHFR mutation, gene mutation, or variant here, however you want to, um, you know, term that you may not know. And so if you don't know, there's a link in the show notes to a test that you can do mthfrdoctor.com. They've got a test. I think it's like 130 bucks. You can also ask your doctor. Most conventional doctors probably aren't going to run that for you, but over 80% of the population has some level of this mutation in one of the two most important, uh, allies. So C677T or A1298C. Those things mean nothing to you, but those mutations can cause you to lose anywhere between 20 to 80% of your ability to metabolize folate or folic acid, okay? So folate is the main fuel for methylation. Without the proper amount of folate converted into methylfolate, a person is more prone to develop inherited health conditions and may not detoxify properly. So here's the example. We know methylation controls your ability to detoxify intracellularly. When you take folic acid and you can't break it down, that unmetabolized folic acid becomes an endogenous toxin to the body because your body has to then somehow metabolize that and detoxify it. And when it can't, it becomes toxic, okay? And so this can cause a variety of symptoms. Where do we get folic acid from? So folate is B9, vitamin B9. This is naturally occurring in various foods. Broccoli, Um, leafy greens, spinach. Those are kind of the main ones. Yeah. Folic acid is synthetic. Mm-hmm. You're going to get it in fortified foods. So watch out for yeah. things that are labeled as fortified foods. A lot of times it's grains. So cereals are fortified with folic acid, things like that. So yeah. so fortified or enriched. So enriched mm-hmm. flours, enriched breads, pastas, rice even. But I think most commonly check your cereals, fortified breakfast yes. cereals. Yeah. Um, and when you're taking a prenatal, very commonly, you're going to see folic acid. Your doctor may tell you, like my doctor told me, hey, we want you to make sure you're taking X amount of folic acid. So when we were seeing the IVF, um, the fertility clinic doctors, the nurse called me and said, hey, I want you to be taking, a doctor wants you to be taking uh, 4,000 micromilligrams of folic acid a day. And I said, well, why? That's a lot. Why? And it was because my... Um, one of my siblings has had tubal miscarriages in the past. And so it's a way to help prevent miscarriages. However, folic acid is synthetic. I said, I'm not going to take folic acid, but I'll take folates. Okay. So just write that in my notes, let the doctor know that I don't take anything synthetic. She was stumped. She's like, Oh, okay. Really? I'm like, folate's the same thing. It's just not the you know, synthetic version. So why is this kind of angering in terms of what we do and our, stance. Because if 80% of the population has some sort of variant or, you know, genetic mutation here with the MTHFR, and they're not testing you for it, they're not checking levels of homocysteine, B12, folate, vitamin D, which we're going to talk about. They're just blanket recommending that you take folic acid. That's what's been happening for years, right? In pregnancy. Well, according to the Center for Disease, the CDC, 
1987, the occurrence rate of autism was one in 10,000. Fast forward to 2018 with the push forward for folic acid in all of the prenatals, the occurrence rate is one in 44 as of 2018. Now, correlation doesn't mean causation. Okay. I think that's important to state, but you can, we'll link this out. You can read the research for yourself. Why is this? It's because people don't have the ability to methylate that synthetic folic acid into folate. So you need to be checking your prenatals, any supplements that you're taking, the high quality supplements that we use in terms of therapeutic grade A, practitioner grade, majority of them have folate in them. Some of them still have folic acid. So we have to watch for that, especially if we see someone coming in with a high homocysteine marker that tells us their methylation is impaired. We are only using methylated uh, things and we are supporting that. And we'll talk about that. The other thing to note is SSRIs, antidepressants. um, One of the depletions, very common depletions uh, is folate. So vitamin, again, B9. So people might be taking B vitamins or B complex or folate, folic acid, uh, because they know that this is a depletion from the SSRI. Folic acid, though, is a direct contraindication for people that have the MTHFR mutation. And you need to be taking a methylated form of folate. Stay away from folic acid. So this is where, if you know or you don't, I just recommend don't take it in general. It's, It's synthetic. So check your food, check your supplements. And obviously, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about this in terms of what we test for and how we look out for this. But if you are, you know, sitting here listening and you're like, oh man, you know, I have some of the symptoms as we get into that, maybe get the test. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the good news is that you only have to get it once. Obviously it's a genetic test um, because your DNA does not change over time. Um, And a doctor should always include testing for serum folate and B12 levels during annual checkups. And if they don't, you can ask them for it um, and essentially calculate the estimated actual usable folate levels based on the MTHFR mutations. Um, And pay attention again, obviously normal lab levels can be different from functional levels. Um, Most biomechanical marker, biochemical markers are determined by an average of 90% of the population. We've talked about this before on our podcast. When you get blood work, they are looking at what's called two standard deviations. And so that means that as long as you are within 90% of the population, which can we talk about how much of our population is sick and unwell and non-optimal? And those ranges continue to get wider and wider for differing things. Um, you are considered healthy. So I would like my client to be like in the top 10% of the population with their blood work. Um, so we definitely look at slightly different uh, different things when we are looking at levels and ranges. Um, but some other things to consider. Partial list of consistent conditions linked by research that are associated with MTHFR mutations on top of what Liz already talked about with depression and with pregnancy issues, um, ADHD, anemia, anxiety, asthma, autism, blood clots, cancer, cognitive developmental delays, um, and depression, like she mentioned. So please note folic acid is a direct contraindication, like she just mentioned. So if you have that, we do not want to be taking that. Dosage should be calculated based on individual mutation and blood marker assessment. So do not go and start, you know, taking a bunch of folate, taking a bunch of B vitamins. Go slowly into this because 
like we mentioned, it's different for everyone. You can have the genetic mutation and still be methylating okay. And so if you just start taking a bunch of B vitamins, you might feel jittery, you might feel anxious, you might have digestive stress, and that's because you are now expediting methylation when it was already fine. And so you can have the genetic mutation and still be okay with genetic mutation, I'm sorry, with methylation. You just have to obviously get other test markers like we already mentioned, homocysteine. You can look at HSCRP. You can look at B vitamin levels, folate levels, all of those things so you can get a better understanding. But if you have things like you know diabetes, glaucoma, heart attack, infertility, all miscarriages, migraines, peripheral neuropathy, schizophrenia, stroke in your past, all of those things are likely indications that you are not methylating properly and you could definitely, you know, benefit from some folate and other things that we will talk about that you can improve the methylation cycle. So symptoms associated with genetic conditions vary greatly with this. If you have some of these, it could be this gene. It could be other things as well. But symptoms that can go along with this, fatigue, brain fog, infertility, gut issues or leaky gut, depression, anxiety, panic attacks, or other emotional imbalances, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, IBS, migraines, blood clotting, developmental delays, seizures, poor coordination, numbness, or tingling of hands and feet, and a few other ones. Yeah. So, Yeah. And so one of the markers that we run when people are coming into our program on our lab panel is homocysteine. Doctors typically don't run this. And that tells us a little bit about methylation and your ability to detoxify at the cellular level Estrogen-mimicking chemicals, bacterial infections, viruses. Uh, we also think about heavy metals, mold, medical toxins, things like that. And then also repair your DNA. So if we see that homocysteine is high and we see trends on the blood work from other markers as well, that there's a need for B vitamins here, B6, B9, these deficiencies are occurring, we want to use methylated B vitamins. That said, like Becca has already mentioned, you don't want to just start taking a bunch of this. Uh, depending upon the level of depletion, we will adjust our recommendation for the dosing accordingly, but you can overdo it because you can then overpush methylation. And here's where you might notice um, more headaches or sleep issues. So I know for somebody, if I have them at, let's say, one capsule three times a day and their sleep becomes disrupted and dysregulated, I'm pulling them back. I'm scaling it back. That was a little bit too much. So you kind of play around with the doses here. Generally, once you've kind of gotten on a maintenance plan, you've improved your gut health, you've improved you know, detoxification abilities in general, you're probably staying at like one capsule uh, a day. There's other ways that we can support detoxification though. And if you listen to the podcast for a long time, it should come as no surprise that we're going to say healthy, whole food, non-processed food diet, right? We are what we eat. Food is energy. Food is fuel to the body. It is packed with nutrients and micronutrients. And in our food sources that are all natural, we're getting folate, not folic acid. Uh, some of the foods that you can do to increase methylation cycle would be asparagus, avocado, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, we mentioned that, lots of lean, greasy vegetables, legumes, uh, and beets. Beets are... God, they are one of the most nutrient-dense foods. I don't really like to classify things as like superfoods, but if there was a food that I would classify mm -hmm. as a superfood, it would be beets. And it does have folate uh, B9 in it, which again is going to help detoxify, but it's also going to support your cells to function, um, control damage to blood vessels that can reduce the risk of heart attack and stroke. Again, we think here about supporting the liver. Beets are very high in antioxidants, nitrates that turn into nitric oxide in the body. So they're just really, really a powerhouse food that you can consume. Um, and then what we want to also do is focus on 
our lifestyle. What are we doing in terms of our physical exercise, regular physical exercise? Here's where I would say, just keep your blood flowing, get outside, get some sunlight, do, you know, eight to 10,000 steps a day. I would not overdo it on coffee or caffeine uh, in terms of excessive consumption. Sometimes people don't tell us, oh yeah, I was taking pre-workout and then I have a coffee and then I have a tea and then I have another coffee. Um, Don't overdo it on that. And then obviously alcohol and smoking would not be supportive of proper detoxification as they are known toxins uh, to the body. So I hope that this helps you guys. We don't want to freak you out and have you thinking, oh my gosh, I have the MTHR you know, gene mutation. But I think that when you look at the research, I'm going to link out the article in the show notes. When you look at the research in all of the categories here that are associated with this SNP or this variation of the, the mutation, you need to know this for yourself. You need to pay attention to this. Um, and who knows? You know, Maybe this is correlated for you in some of your symptoms. Maybe it's not. Because again, when we think about all of the symptoms that we mentioned, there can be a lot of crossover with other conditions besides this. But methylation in general is important. So mm-hmm. that's why, you know, when we're running that lab panel, but even before we start the, the cleanse process, we know, are they methylating well or are they not? Do we need to add in additional support for methylation in the liver? Yeah, absolutely. And so what supports can you do? Um, We've already talked a lot around folate. Uh, there is also active vitamin B12, vitamin B6, vitamin B2. So getting a B complex could be really helpful. Um, and if you are doing something with a B complex, you also might notice that your pee turns a little bit neon. That can be very, very normal. It is just peeing out excess vitamin that your body isn't using because uh, it is a water-soluble vitamin. Magnesium, which about 50% of the population is deficient in, betaine is also another one, and vitamin D. So if you notice that vitamin D levels, that's another marker that we didn't mention yet, if vitamin D levels are consistently low on your blood work, that can be another sign that you are not methylating properly. And even if, especially like if you're supplementing vitamin D. Um, be careful with supplementation of vitamin D too. We, we have a lot of clients that will come in taking like 10,000 IUs a day. Um, that can be a therapeutic dose for a short period of time, but that should not be a dose that you are taking every single day. I wouldn't even say 5,000 IUs a day. Um, that can be a little bit more normal, but anywhere from like 2,000 to 4,000 IUs a day can be more safe long-term and then get out in sunlight. Um, if you're having vitamin D issues, you also might be having like immune system issues or you might be having uh, you know, metabolic issues. There's a lot of things that can be impacted uh, when it comes to vitamin D. So something else to consider. Um, but do not freak out and be like, I have this genetic mutation. My body is not working properly. There's so many things you can do, but always consider that what our genetics that we are given basically deal us is something that we have to work with. We cannot use them as an excuse. We cannot use them as our identity, our, our world and what we put into our world in terms of food, in terms of stress, in terms of, you know, toxicity levels, influence how our genes express themselves. And so, yes, may you need to be on a B vitamin for the, you know, the rest of your life, not a huge deal, maybe. Um, but are you also eating mostly whole unprocessed foods that are organic? Organic is huge here because where we get most of our toxicity is from our vegetables, believe it or not. Um, and the spray of glyphosate that our vegetables endure when they are not organic. So, Make sure that you are using everything organic that you can. Um, That can lower your toxicity level in the body. Make sure that you are going to the bathroom every day because that's a huge way that your body drains itself. Make sure that you are exercising regularly, which 
research shows it increases methylation levels in the body. Make sure that you're sleeping enough so your body can detox overnight. Um, there's a lot of things that are just general health recommendations that can help your body do its job properly. Um, so if you have questions on methylation, feel free to message us, but we will put that link in the show notes for where you can order this test. Uh, and then we would recommend, like we said, getting you know an eye on homocysteine levels, vitamin D levels, potentially folate levels, so that you can really get a full picture as to what is going on with your methylation.